Do you know somebody who's gone through the pain of divorce? Maybe you are that person. Uh, do you know someone who's, who's been in condemnation because of misunderstanding of the word where, you, where people have said that if you ever remarry, you're committing adultery? Uh, we're going to give you the answer, the truth today on wisdom for living uh, about the truth about divorce and remarriage. Welcome to Wisdom for Living with Greg Moore. Join with Greg as he shares truth from the Word of God that will help you grow in wisdom and successfully navigate a balanced life with family, marriage, finances, and relationships. And now, here's Greg. Welcome again to another broadcast of Wisdom for Living. This is uh, building a successful marriage. Uh, Wow, this has been a powerful time together and uh, and I, I thank, uh, thank God for you and appreciate you. And I, and I pray uh, increase, uh, increased connection, uh, open hearts, uh, grace to cultivate your mate's heart, uh, that priorities be set in order in your marriage, that you value the same things, that there's unity, there's communication where you're hearing one another from your hearts. I just pray for healing for others that... Um, that need healing in, in their hearts. I, just, I know that the Lord's been uh, speaking to you, dealing with you, and uh, just encourage you. Uh, I'll give you an opportunity, another opportunity at the end of the broadcast, but encourage you to go online to gregmore.com and you can get this entire series in a product in either CD, DVD, or USB. And man, maybe, get, maybe order another uh, uh, series for someone else. That, uh, who, who needs help in their marriage. Today I'm going to be talking to those who have experienced the pain of divorce. We're going to talk about the truth about divorce and remarriage. So get your Bibles and open up to Mark chapter 10 and we'll get there in just a moment. I'm going to tell you another funny. This is called Angels as Told by Kids. Gregory, age five, said, I only know the an- names of two angels. Hark and Herald. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Olive, age nine. Everybody's got it wrong. Angels don't wear halos anymore. I forget why, but scientists are working on it. <laughs> Matthew, age nine. It's not easy to become an angel. First you die, then you go to heaven, then there's still the flight training to go through, and then you got to agree to wear those angel clothes. <laughs> Oh, Mitchell, age seven. Angels work for God and watch over kids when God has got something else to do. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, that's awesome. Jack, age six. Angels don't eat, but they do drink milk from holy cows. (laughs) Oh, man, this is funny. Reagan, age 10. When an angel gets mad, he takes a deep breath, counts to 10. And when he lets out his breath, somewhere there's a tornado. (laughs) I don't think so. Um, Sarah, age six, angels have a lot to do and they keep very busy. If you lose a tooth, an angel comes in through your window, leaves money under your pillow, and when it gets cold, angels go north for the winter. (laughs) Oh, man, this is awesome. Uh, Antonio, uh, age nine, all angels are girls because they got to wear dresses and boys didn't go for it. Oh man, it's awesome. So I want to 
share a you know a, a, really it's kind of a controversial subject about uh, divorce and remarriage, and I understand uh, people's passion about this because I'm pa- I'm passionate about it. Uh, my parents were divorced when I was eight years old, and uh, and it, it caused it caused a tremendous amount of upheaval in our family and a lot of pain in my own heart in my my brother's and my sister's life. And so uh, I have a passion uh, for uh, to build healthy marriages, marriages that last. But, you know, our world isn't perfect. We live in a fallen world and and people make mistakes and and things happen and and uh, things sometimes are beyond people's control. And, And what about those people that uh, go through the go through the pain of a divorce and and uh, maybe they contributed to it maybe they didn't uh, and I know some instances when as far as I could see that it was totally on one person though uh, you know no marriage problem is is just one sided I realize that but uh, let's let's simply talk uh, to you today about about what the word says about divorce and remarriage first of all. You know, adultery is sin. It's one of the big ten sins, Exodus 20:14, and and adultery gives place to the enemy big time to eat your lunch and pop the bag. If you if you commit adultery, you're going to open the door to the devil. It's not God that's hurting you; it's the enemy. I mean, you think about David and Bathsheba, and David, you know, had more than one wife. And then, and then he stayed home when he was supposed to go out to battle, and he saw Bathsheba bathing, and she was married, and he had her husband uh, killed after uh, he was with her, and uh, and then she she bore a child. Well, there were consequences to that, and that child uh, later died, and but now to show you God's mercy and forgiveness. Solomon, the next king, came through the relationship of David and Bathsheba. So there's certainly forgiveness uh, and redemption uh, from this sin. Now, God hates divorce and the destruction that it brings, but he doesn't hate divorce, divorce people. And so uh, let, let's look carefully at Jesus' instruction concerning um, divorce and remarriage. Look at Mark chapter uh, 10 and verse 2. The Pharisees came and asked him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? Testing him. And he answered and said to them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and to dismiss her. And Jesus answered and said, Because of the hardness of your heart, he wrote this precept. But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. And in the house, his disciples also ask him again about the same matter. And he said to them, whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if a woman divorces her husband, and marries another, she commits adultery. Now, for years, uh, theologians and 
church leadership have, have kept people in bondage through these verses telling them, telling people that, look, if you ever, if you, if you get divorced, uh, and then again, and then if you remarry, you're committing adultery. And so, you know, I read this on the surface for years and it didn't really make sense to me that uh, because the context here was Pharisees who were coming to Jesus asking him permission to, uh, to divorce their wives because of a, a law that Moses uh, permitted them to do and, and then marry another. They were, they were considering marrying someone else. And that's the context where Jesus was saying, look, if you divorce your wives and marry another, you're, you're still committing adultery. It doesn't remove the adultery that's in your heart. Well, I had uh, in my ministry and then even in my, my uh, you know, just my business life, I had two examples of spiritual leaders using this passage to put divorced people in bondage. And again, I'm not for divorce. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm still married to my first wife, praise God. And uh, uh, there was a couple who had, been, who, who had been married for two years that were going for counsel in their, in, their, in their marriage, being told that they were living in adultery because the husband had been married before. And this was a business friend of mine. And he came to me and said, you know, Greg, pray for me because, you know, my first wife left me. Now, now I uh, contributed to that. I didn't treat her the way I should have. And I wasn't born again then, but then she left. And now it's been several years. I think they were divorced for eight years. And then he became a Christian. And then, uh, so eight years later, uh, he remarries uh, this woman. And, and, uh, and, and they were having some challenges in their marriage, so they went for counsel. And this denominational leader told them, well, well here's the deal. Um, you know, uh, the real problem is, is God only really recognizes your first marriage. I thought, man, that, that guy needs to, you know, he needs to go back and, uh, and reread the Bible, or he needs to go uh, rip up his his counseling degree or his ministry degree. That, it basically, he was saying, your, your present marriage doesn't count. That's the reason you're having problems. And I, I thought to myself, that can't be true. And he was, they were using this verse here to justify that. And then, and then later when I was pastoring, um, there was a, a woman in our church who was married to a staff member and, and he got involved with someone else. And... And, uh, and had several affairs, and then left his wife. She did everything that she could to keep the marriage together. And he left his wife and he married someone else. And then we had a couple come to our church who wanted to teach uh, marriage ministry, and I was thrilled about that. But when they got to, to teach, talking about divorce and remarriage, um, here, what he did, what they did was tell this woman in our church who her, un, her, uh, her husband left her. It was, she did everything she could to keep the marriage together. Um, he left her, remarried someone else. And then now, uh, four years later, she's wanting to get uh, remarried. And this couple told her, well, you know, uh, God will forgive you, but if you get remarried, you're, you're committing adultery. 
It's right here. Look at it. You're committing adultery. If you divorce your husband, marry another, you're committing adultery. And I just thought, you know, this is not, this is not true. This couldn't, be, this couldn't be what Jesus meant. And certainly, look, God hates divorce, but he, do, but he doesn't hate divorced people. And I'm not in favor of divorce. And I asked God, would you, would you show me what you really mean here, Jesus? Because it couldn't be that, that you, would be, you would lead me to counsel the, the person that, that uh, went through a divorce before he was saved, and then later he got saved, and then he, uh, his, and he remarried. And, and then they, they said, the, the spiritual leader told him, well, God doesn't even recognize your present marriage. That's why you're having problems. Or the other, uh, the, the other individual where she had been faithful, she'd done everything she could, her husband was running around on her, and, and then he divorced her, and then he married someone else, and now she's wanting to get married four years later. And, and the, this couple was telling her, well, you're, if, you get mar- if you get remarried, you're committing adultery. I thought, this is not right. This is not true. And I started praying about it. I reread it. God, give me revelation on this. Show me what you're talking about. Because I knew that what Jesus was teaching in Mark chapter 10 and, in other, and also in uh, other Gospels, in Matthew and other Gospels, it, it, it wasn't going to be contradictory to what Paul taught in 1 Corinthians 7. Uh, we'll, we'll go back and look at that. But the context uh, of, of, of Mark 10 is that these were Pharisees who were asking Jesus approval of using a provision in the law to divorce their wives and trade them in on a new model. That wasn't the case in either one of those couples' lives. That, that man that, that divorced, he, he, wasn't, he didn't try to get divorced and then, and, and then trade her in on, an, on a new model. It was eight years later. Then this, this woman, she wasn't trying to get divorced. She wasn't coming to Jesus and trying to get a divorce so she could marry someone else. And this was a, Jesus was, was addressing Pharisees who were you trying to use the law as a loophole to throw their wives away flippantly and then, and then uh, marry somebody else. They already had their eyes on someone else. It was probably someone younger. And the grass was looking greener on the other side. If the grass looks greener on the other side, you need to water your own, praise God. But uh, some of these Pharisees secretly had plans and thoughts to remarry another while they were still married. And Jesus was pointing out the problem in their marriages. They were tolerating hardness of heart toward their mate, and he put the responsibility back on them. He said, look, what God has joined together, let not man separate. You've allowed separation. You've allowed hardness of heart. And it's on you. You trading in your wife on a new model. How you, leave, how you leave one place is exactly how you'll enter the next. And he's just trying to set them straight. Uh, he put a nail in the coffin to their diabolical plan by, by saying, look, if you, if you divorce your wife and marry another. Notice he's, he's, that word and is connecting the actions. He's saying, look, if you divorce your wife 
for the purpose of remarriage, that divorce certificate doesn't remove the adultery that's in your heart. That's powerful, guys. Receiving a legal divorce certificate doesn't put away the sin of lust and adultery that already exists in your heart. Look, you can't commit adultery except if you're married. <laughs> if you're outside of marriage and you, it's, you, and you get involved with somebody sexually, that's called fornication. Uh, adultery can only be committed while you're married or with somebody else who's married. So by using the word and, Jesus is connecting the two actions of divorce and remarriage. He's, he's simply saying to them, if you've got plans, boys, on trading your wife in on a new model, your divorce certificate, certificate is not going to remedy the hardness of your heart towards your mate, nor the lust and adultery that you've tolerated in your heart. Jesus is not saying here that everyone who divorces and, re, and remarries another is committing adultery. He's only talking about those that have, that have considered re, uh, remarrying somebody else while they're married. That's what he's saying. If you divorce your wife and marry another, he's connecting the two actions. Can, can you see that? It's just so clear. Neither is he saying that he doesn't recognize second marriages. As that, as that counselor shared uh, with, uh, with that couple that I told you about, that, that spiritual that denominational leader. Well, let me give you, a, let me give you a, a clear reference of this, that Jesus does recognize second marriages. L look at John chapter 4, when Jesus was talking to the woman at the well. Jesus asked her, told her, go get her husband. She said, I don't have a husband. He said, you've well said. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. And, and Jesus said to her, you've well said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands. Jesus said, you have had five husbands. And the one that whom you now have is not your husband. He recognized five marriages in this woman's life. And he made a distinction between those, those marriages and the relationship with the man that she was now living with. Notice he didn't say, you've been married, only been married once, and then, and then you've been living in adultery ever since with five other men. He didn't say that. He said, you've been married five times. Now, look, he may not have endorsed five marriages. He certainly didn't encourage that in her life, but he did recognize them when he said, you've had five husbands. So Jesus draws a clear distinction here between the status of being married, the status of living together, and, um, and, and living together and being married are in no way synonymous in God's mind. And adultery, uh, by definition, means having relationship, a physical relationship with someone outside of your marriage relationship. Therefore, in order to commit adultery, it must begin while you were still married or someone or you're you're single and you're involved with someone else uh, who is married even if it's just in your heart not after you're divorced that would be called fornication not adultery this is so powerful and look you go you read it yourself and you look at the context 
And you know, Paul's teaching in 1 Corinthians 7 isn't, isn't different than what Jesus was, was teaching. You know, in verse 10 and 11, he's saying, Now to the married I command, yet not I but the Lord, a wife is not to depart from her husband. But even if she does depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. And a husband is not to divorce his wife. What's he saying? If two believers separate or divorce, it should be for the purpose of reconciliation, not remarriage. Paul and Jesus are saying the same thing. He's saying uh, he's not allowing separation or divorce here for convenience for the purpose of remarrying someone else. Um, every case, of course, stands on its own merit. I mean, there are reasons why people have to divorce or leave physical abuse and sexual abuse and child abuse and abandonment and adultery and all kinds of things. But when a spouse wants a divorce and there's no abuse involved, many times it's because there's someone else in the picture. And verse 12, but to the rest I say, not the Lord, if a brother has a wife who doesn't believe and she's willing to live with him, let him not divorce her. And if a woman has a husband who doesn't believe and he's willing to live with her, let her not divorce him. But the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, the unbelieving wife by the husband. Otherwise your children uh, would be unclean, but now they're holy. But if the unbeliever departs, let him depart. A brother or sister is not under bondage in such cases. Is not under bondage what? To stay unmarried. Man, verses 17 through 26 talk about, you know, listen, stay, remain in the state that you are, the, the marriage state. But look, if, you're, if your spouse leaves, you know, and, or if there's a divorce, you're not under bondage in, 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 the, in those cases. And, and then look at verse 25 now concerning virgins. Virgins are people that have not been married before. I have no commandment from the Lord, yet I give judgment as one whom the Lord in His mercy has made trustworthy. I suppose, therefore, that this is good because of the present distress for a man to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? That's somebody who's married. Do not seek to be loosed. Are you loosed from a wife? Do not seek a wife. But even if you do marry, you have not sinned. Wow, adultery is sin. Here Paul says, if you've been loosed from a wife, even if you do marry, you haven't sinned. Uh, you can't, you can't uh, put these verses together and say that every time you any person remarries, that it's adultery. Because he makes a distinction here, and if a virgin marries, she is not sinned. And then, then you go down to verse 39, he says, only in the Lord. That's the only condition. Um, listen, I, 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 want, I want to encourage you today. I mean, you, you, you take this and read these verses for yourself. I'm, this is not heresy. This is not, um, you know, the, 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 this is not doctrinal error. This is practical living. People go through the blight of divorce and the pain of a divorce, and then, then religious people keep them in bondage, saying that 
Tell them they've committed adultery. Well, look, maybe you did. Maybe you were thinking about some um, remarrying someone else and then you divorced. Well, there's forgiveness for that. But if you've been divorced, if you've gone through a divorce, no matter whose fault it was, and it's been a period of time, and then you're considering remarriage, um, that remarriage is not sin. Paul just said that. All Jesus was doing was saying, listen, if, if you're considering remarriage while you're married, you, that doesn't remove the adultery that's in your heart. Only, verse 39, it should only be, your remarriage should only be someone that's in the Lord. And you're going to have issues. You, you may have a blended family you've got to deal with. And there are a lot of things we could talk about there. But you could go back through this entire series and, you, and your remarriage could be strengthened. If Jesus recognized five husbands of the woman at the well, uh, He certainly re- recognizes uh, your marriage right now. The issue is, what are you doing right now? Uh, esteem the marriage that you're in right now. Value that person. Love that person. Serve that person. And I speak freedom right now from every person that's, that's watching, that's gone through the pain of divorce. I release healing to you right now in Jesus' name. Let the Word of God uh, set you free from that pain and from that hurt and that condemnation. Man, it has been such a blessing to be with you during this series. I hope these things have helped you, encouraged you, and strengthened you and caused you to have vision to have a successful build a successful marriage. God bless you, and we'll see you next time on Wisdom for Living. Today's teaching, Building a Successful Marriage, is available in a five-part CD or DVD album or on a USB flash drive containing both audio and video. Go to gregmore.com and order your copy today. I want to encourage you today to go to gregmore.com and if you received from this series about building a successful marriage. We'll be offering this product either in of a building successful marriage, uh, either in a CD, DVD, or USB. And, all, and along with that, I'm gonna send you a free copy of my CD series, uh, Healing the Brokenhearted. Uh, man, this will help people who've gone through the pain of divorce or the pain of loss. It'll help you navigate loss in life. I encourage you to get this series, uh, get this CD series, get the DVD CD series of building a successful marriage and invest in other people's marriages. Uh, God bless you. Thanks for being a part of Greg Moore Ministries. Today when you order Building a Successful Marriage in either CD, DVD, or USB, Pastor Greg will give you a free copy of his teaching Healing for the Brokenhearted. In this two-part audio series, Pastor Greg shares how the Lord helped him receive healing from a broken heart. If you have ever experienced loss, betrayal, or false accusation by someone close to you, then you need to get healing for the brokenhearted today. What God has done for Pastor Greg, he will also do for you. Go to gregmore.com and get your free copy of Healing for the Brokenhearted when you order Building a Successful Marriage Today.
If you've been blessed by today's teaching, we would like you to consider partnering with Greg Moore Ministries. Your partnership will help expand this broadcast around the world to give people the opportunity to grow in wisdom, Christ-likeness, and grace. Go to gregmoore.com and become a partner today. Remember, you can order resources or partner with our ministry at gregmoore.com or by writing to us at P.O. Box 7702, Woodland Park, Colorado, 80863. We look forward to hearing from you today.